1: to our episode of sheologian We're here today to put the her in cult member.
0: Oh, are
1: we? Yes. Because I'm going to talk about cult members. Okay. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's totally fun. It's great. Hi, my name and is... The sound her is in there.
0: Yeah. Especially when you say it with an exaggerated Memper. her. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you
1: put it in there.
0: Yep. We did actually say, I think it <laughs> counts, because we are saying we're here to put it.
1: You're put right. the her... So we are putting it... We are it. putting it in... Mm-hmm. You know, I've never thought about that in yeah. four years. <laughs> like, I'm warning you as I'm saying it that I'm putting something in something right. else. We didn't say... It may or may not belong. It's there. <laughs> I never said it's there. We're here to say to talk there. about
0: how the she is in That's right. sheep. We are not saying that. Boom. We're putting her in member.
1: I had somebody email us the other day. And what I've noticed with people that send emails... Is that they choose a she or a her like oh. at, in the greeting they're like they're doing that, which I just think is hilarious and amazing. Let me see if I can pull it up quickly hey, she she-ster. she she she-ster. she she said or where is is it man, now I can't find it anyway, It's just very thoughtful, and I appreciate it anyway, hi. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I gotta tell you, I ate too much pizza. <laughs> my brain is not working. Have we? T- Did our listeners know that we eat pizza before we record? It's been what we eat <laughs> for more a while. Typically, for a while, it's tasty. We went through a salad phase from yeah. Salad and Go. They've like they've changed. They changed.
0: Thank you. So they it's made not their just me. they made their stuff cheaper. Which okay. is great because I think they were looking, for, they're trying to like go more organic and stuff. Yeah. But the branding is different it doesn't and the taste quality the same. of the salad wasn't, they got rid of the cowboy cobs. So Did they? I have no reason oh, to go okay. there anymore. Well, I, Salad and go, you're dead to us.
1: <laughs> we are not getting paid for this.
0: And for those of you that six months ago, we would have <laughs> recommended salad and go. To, we no longer recommend it. We rescind that.
1: Now we eat um, cauliflower pizza. We do. <laughs> I basically put a salad on mine.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Those little like do-it-yourself <laughs> just pizza get, just things. Throw all the veggies. Yeah, you can get so much it. on there. It's so great. You don't have to be like every topping. Like at a normal pizza place, every to add, topping is like a dollar fifty. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: At these places, you can be like, yeah, throw I'll take on. bacon and steak and chicken and spicy sausage <laughs> plus vegetables.
1: <laughs> It's basically in multiple a salad. sauces
0: and multiple types of cheese. If
1: you get it on a cauliflower crust, it's a salad. i have right. decided. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, I don't have anything. Inter- I feel like I have nothing interesting to say because I'm so full, and also like I'm just in that weird part of pregnancy where like I have I have no energy, and I'm right. also not sleeping, mm-hmm. and I'm also out of breath.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. That's especially when you talk into a microphone. Most people don't talking to a microphone regularly so right. they don't realize but whenever you have like if we weren't wearing our headphones right now right we wouldn't hear it right um but whenever you have you're talking into a microphone and you have some sort of speaker or headphone playing your sound for your ears uh-huh <laughs> you hear your breathing and
1: it's weird
0: um I do that anytime I've ever gone to, like, give an announcement in front Uh of the church. Yeah. I always feel like I'm like, hey, guys, so (laughs) if you need, (laughs) if you could just let me know.
1: It is weird to hear your own breathing. And so then
0: you stop breathing. (laughs) Which makes it worse. To slow your breathing down and make it quieter. (laughs) And then you have to breathe more.
1: Right. Anyway. It's really great. I
0: do have something that I want to say that I discovered while I was researching. researching researching, my uh well my story's not till next week right but i was so we'll talk about next week but i i was all over the place anyway did you know that in 2000 uh the netflix ceo and co-founder went to blockbuster and proposed that they like team up yes and the ceo of blockbuster was like no you're you're
1: nothing Uh um
0: and then they also had a chance to purchase Netflix for fifty million dollars, yep, and did you know that now the market cap of Netflix, which is like it's worth on the stock market, is two hundred and nine point seven four billion dollars oh. and Blockbuster is out of business Okay, <laughs> hey, I did not know yes. we were
1: talking about two hundred and
0: nine billion, yes, think about the return on that. They could have bought it for. Fifty million. million.
1: I did know that. I did know about the stuff between Blockbuster and Netflix. Yeah. I did because, well, I still have my Blockbuster card. <laughs> oh, in my wallet. Good for you. Um, I always laugh. It's I'm all like,
0: that remains.
1: <laughs> I always laugh because I'm like, if somebody stole my wallet, they'd be so disappointed. <laughs> There is nothing good in there. Same, head. yeah, <laughs> it's nothing well, good. Yeah, you like how I was like,
0: all he had to pay was fifty million dollars.
1: That's like nothing. There's nothing <laughs> in my wallet. There's a blockbuster card, but um, so I had my I had, one of my good friends in high school. Her mom was like sold out for blockbuster. Okay. okay, like she loved blockbuster, and I don't know if this is this is the only reason I know this is because when I would go to their house, there would be blockbuster DVDs. On the counter because she, Blockbuster for a while did the mail thing that Netflix did. Right. To try to compete. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Netflix, I know you younger people don't know this, but they used to get Netflix in the mail. <laughs> yeah, you used to, get it used to be Which is a hilarious D&D. story. Mm-hmm. And Blockbuster had to try to compete and so they would send them in the mail. And I just remember her mom talking about this because her mom, my friend's mom, really felt that like Netflix needed to go away and let Blockbuster keep... Right, being the king yeah. of how you watch and obtain films, right, and so, yeah, that that beef was pretty bad. But can you imagine being the guy that <laughs> said no to that?
0: Man, yeah.
1: Hindsight is
0: yeah. That's pretty brutal
1: because <laughs> uh-huh.
0: not that much longer after that.
1: No, I mean Netflix just, it just Netflix exploded. Destroyed.
0: Well, the, everyone was streaming getting dvds mailed to them Mm -hmm. and then it was like a few they were like hey guess what you can watch a few movies you're just gonna press play Uh uh-huh and now it's everything i remember that now it's everything Mm
1: -hmm. i remember when netflix first started and well i
0: remember having being like oh i really want to watch this movie I guess I'll get it in 14 days when uh-huh. they get it mailed to me.
1: Uh-huh. I switched as soon as they started doing the digital stuff uh-huh. where you could just watch it online. I switched and I stopped getting them in the mail. Yeah. To watch them yeah. online. And I remember that happened right after I got my <laughs> wisdom teeth taken out, which was my 19th birthday present. So I was 19. So it was 12 years ago. hmm Is 19
0: plus 12 31? I... I, you may as well be speaking a foreign language. Okay. I just hear numbers, numbers, numbers.
1: Let's see. That's where my brain. I actually
0: first. can do math, but my brain is hearing those numbers and being like, no,
1: send it back. Okay. Well, anyway, I was 19 and I, it was so perfect because I had just gotten my wisdom teeth taken out. And I was exhausted and I was just like, oh, I can watch that show on my computer because of that whole Netflix thing right. that I have, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> which was I had to sit at my desktop and I remember sitting there, my my like chipmunk cheeks, mm-hmm. sitting at my desktop, like in so much pain, drinking something through a straw yeah. like, and watching, cream, I don't remember what I was watching, but watching my first show on Netflix on my desktop. It's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, it was on Windows. I'm How pretty sure it was Windows came. XP. There you I go. feel so old right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm even well, and I'm even trying to think. Like, I mean, man, like in 2000, that was a long time. That, that was, was 20 a, years ago. 20 years ago, almost 20. 21. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. these two guys were like blockbuster. Come on.
1: Yeah, We're going to be. We, I'm also pretty sure places. when I
0: found this piece of information, I'm pretty sure that one of them paid two and a half million dollars to like get in on the investment to be considered like a founder. Wow. I'm just like, man, take a two and a half million dollars and turn it into 209 yeah. billion dollars.
1: Well, it's changed how people consume content. Oh, yeah. If you, I mean, if you want to consume content now, you have to stream it. Yeah, And if you want to put content out, you have to be able to stream it. Right. And that just wasn't the case. That wasn't true 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. The mediums entirely changed. No. It was all, there wasn't just no digital stuff. And now everybody's coming up with their own stream. Can you
0: imagine if platform? in order to listen to Sheologians, you had to be like, sign up on our website and we would send you a CD. Right.
1: This. <laughs> it wouldn't be worth it. it w- it's no. barely worth it. No, Barely. <laughs> barely worth it and no one's doing that <laughs> now and it's interesting because now everybody has to have their own platform right so like disney has their own thing uh nbc's about to do their own thing everybody has to have their own streaming platform now if right. they want to compete everyone's yeah. amazon prime and their whole thing it's interesting anyway mm-hmm.
0: we'll see what uh happens in the future yeah because i know they're gonna have to things are gonna change things and are gonna they're gonna change have again to again
1: Weren't we just talking about how like we're the only culture that's grown up with this? Was, did we talk about yeah, that already? We did
0: in somewhat <laughs> of a recent remember. episode.
1: I can't remember, but it's just like imagine trying to explain all this to like Christians from like three hundred years ago. Right? They would be like, "What?" <laughs> and what would they want to do with it? Is my question. Like if you could ask a Christian in the year like seventeen twenty, like, I'm just i what I'm, what I'm imagining
0: is like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no i'm imagining have you ever seen videos where like a sweet old grandma like she goes to send a text but she turns on the voice to text and then she's like oh ah no and it's like writing all of it down she's like i just i just want to end it (laughs) and it's like all writing in the text field Uh and i just imagine paul being like um uh uh, it's writing everything i'm saying okay it's writing that too um Just like, I don't know, someone really important to the faith not knowing right. how to like, operate it at all.
1: <laughs> I did that to you the other day, did I finally send that message through? <laughs> I was sending you a voice message. I was sending you a voice message the other day and then I hit like the send button mm-hmm. and it wouldn't send. So it was still recording. And so I was like, Joy <laughs> Like pressing the button to send and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to hit send. I'm I'm hitting send, seriously. <laughs> Like it goes on and on until it finally hit the one minute mark and it stopped recording and mm-hmm. I was like fine and I trashed it and I yeah. started over. But I was kind of bummed you never got that. <laughs> that, that message of me just of being what like, "You said, um, Joy, I'm pressing the button. Seriously, I'm pressing the button. <laughs> it won't stop recording. I'm trying. It's still going. It must like froze or something. It just froze and I had. And, to well, and do it. you
0: remember when they first came out with voice to text and you had to? It was be like, yes, I'll see you later. Period. Yeah, <laughs> you had to say all your.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, someone in my family who will not be named, oh. even when it's it's a recording, she speaks like that. <laughs> oh, so like, I know who it is. She records and she's you know. like, "Hey, comma, it's mom." Period. <laughs> well, now we all
0: know who it is. <laughs> it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but she was. She, I mean, it's like it, if you are of a certain age, yeah, you are used to technology having this like very slow uh-huh. uh, arc of uh-huh. improvement. Of and so you get used to one yeah. thing and you're like, oh, well, that's good because it's not going to change for another 25 years. Yeah. But in the last 10 years, we've just packed it in. I know. And
1: I'm already becoming that person because the other day, like Instagram has all this new stuff. And I just yeah. was like, I'm not. I'm not going to learn
0: that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like made the conscious I barely, decision that I'm not going to learn it.
0: I know enough about Twitter to right. to tweet to send a, month. a tweet out. <laughs> uh-huh. But That's it. can I please tell you that like I don't know how to read the threads. <laughs> I don't know how like I don't know how to retweet tweet someone. You don't know how to cuz it's not like a share? <laughs>
1: It is though, but it doesn't say share. I'm
0: saying, I mean, I'm saying it wrong, but <laughs> I yeah. just can't get it to do the I things I do. want it to do. And okay. then, yeah, I just, I like if something is multiple tweets long, it's I can't. You're not gonna. I can't do you're it. Not worried about it <laughs> unless it's all there in order.
1: Okay, <laughs> but that's fine. Even Twitter, I've made you know? that. I've made that decision with Instagram. I really did. I was just like, I'm yeah. not learning how to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not changing. I will not not grow with this platform, Mm -hmm. is what I decided, which is probably not a great idea. But anyway, I was about to tell you something and I lost it. That's how my pregnancy brain is working. Oh, there was something I needed to tell them. There was something I had to tell you guys. Well,
0: by now, our Christmas shop stuff is out. Yes, our Christmas stuff is
1: live. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was Australia.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. What did the Australians have to say? Wait, did our Australians... yet. Okay. Wait.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we recorded. This is Joy and Summer
0: from the future. Dear Australians, (laughs) we're sorry.
1: Okay. So after we recorded with my dad last week, Joy was like, wait. (laughs) Do we need to apologize to the continent of Australia? It's also a country. <laughs> she knows. We know you guys. Yeah. So I felt like, I was like, well, maybe we should, we'll just tell him in our next episode if you guys are still listening. <laughs> I don't think we were mean to Australians. I think, no. I think we were recognizing that there are Christians in Australia that don't understand us. And the reason I know that is because they tell me, they those are their words to me. Yeah. Their words to me are, I... I'm a Christian in Australia, and I don't understand you. And
0: we also know that not (laughs) all of you are the same.
1: Yeah. So Obviously, we have friends in Australia, and we love you guys, but... What kind of holidays do you guys celebrate? (laughs) What can we send you? Like, what
0: is an exclusively Australian holiday?
1: Oh, I bet there's some really cool ones. Kangaroo With kangaroos. (laughs)
0: Man, we're really making it better, aren't we?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're so making up. I don't think we said anything mean about Australia.
0: Obviously, it wasn't that mean because we have the opportunity to not release it. And here we are preemptively knowing that we're releasing it. And in the next episode, talking about it.
1: We're just saying. We love you guys. We love you guys. And we know you don't understand us. And thanks for still listening. Anyway, we our Christmas Let shop. Let us know
0: when Koala Day is and we'll.
1: Uh, well cool. <laughs> <laughs> We'll come do a walkabout with you. Um yeah, we'll so go. anyway, our Christmas shop is open. Um today is the what is today? <laughs> today is November 30th. Yeah, I was going to. Today is November 30th. So what I want to say about the Christmas shop is that basically if you haven't ordered already, like it's 2020 and this is We are a small enterprise, so everything we do is done like a printer does it for us. They even really set a lot of our prices. They determine when everything is going to ship. It is out of our hands, and I want to say that you still have time to order, but we can't guarantee at this point, if you're listening to this, when we release this, that it will arrive before Christmas. Right. That is just the reality of shipping, especially in 2020. And with lockdowns and blah, blah, blah. so Well, and
0: some people are getting their stuff pretty quickly. quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then some people are just having to wait a little bit. Yeah.
1: The last time I ordered something from the shop, I got it... I mean, it was way less than the standard two weeks. Mm-hmm. But still, I just think with Christmas, I just want, I want you guys. If you're worried about getting something on time. You need to order it right this second. Right. Is what we're saying. Or
0: maybe go gift card.
1: <laughs> or or go for a gift card. Um, But yes, the shop is open. com. We, we know we have ridiculous socks with our faces on them. Our friend insisted that yes, we put those in the shop. that was all for him. And they're hilarious. So enjoy. And we've got ugly Christmas sweaters that are kind of cute. And, and that apron. The apron's really cute. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: I like the apron. The apron yep. is like grown up Sheologians.
1: Mm-hmm. I bought one to gift. Ooh, very nice. It's a gift for someone. They, they don't listen to the show, but they want it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can say that. <laughs> anyway, so enjoy the shop. Uh, that's shopSheologians.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 470 465 0475. And yeah, I'm gonna. I'm here to tell you guys a story. So, um, Joy, you and I already talked about this a little bit today, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Which is good because now I know you know a little something about this. Oh, I was wondering
0: if you were gonna do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I am. I am. Because man, I've been watching this one for a while. Um, so I'm gonna talk about the Nexium cult.
0: Mm-hmm. Very excited.
1: I think there's a lot of application here for us. And if you guys have heard of Nexium, here's what bothers me about the Nexium cult, is that if you guys have heard about it, um, you've heard a couple things in the news and what you've heard the the news has totally, I think, sensationalized parts of this, like upplayed parts of this and then downplayed important parts of this in ways that is stupid. Right. Um but when you call something a sex cult, it's going to get people's attention right. more so than oh the the Nexium MLM. Right. Or <laughs> like, even just cult. Or even just cult. Sex
0: cult always trumps
1: right. cult. Right. It's going to get it's going to get more attention, it's going to get more clicks and so that's what has happened. But what's really interesting I think is that um if you start to read about the cult uh, and you talk to people, listen to interviews, people who were in inside. Um, it was a very vanilla, but successful, multi-level marketing company. Mm-hmm. And people have wanted us to talk about MLMs forever. Right. That's a very common request. Because obviously, if you're a female and you're on social media. Well,
0: and honestly, the Main demographic of of MLMs tends to be Christian women, whether that means, like, actually evangelical. Right. Western evangelical Christian or. Right. You know.
1: Right. And I mean, but, I feel like their heyday. There was know, definitely I, think a I also heyday.
0: recommended The Dream at one point. Yeah. The mm-hmm. podcast. We talked about The yeah. Dream. Mm-hmm.
1: Um They had two seasons that I thought were really good. Yeah. Because the second one was on, like, the wellness. I didn't end up. I didn't Street. end
0: up listening to the second season. really I need to actually you just reminded me that I it was, should do that.
1: It was really good. Um I didn't agree with obviously do I need to say I didn't agree with everything? I don't right. need to say that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So the the Nexium, I'm gonna stop calling it a cult because was it a cult? Yes, by some definitions. Um I think much more than that, it was a an MLM that was extremely abusive. Right. Um, And there were a lot of cult-like problems there. But it started out with um, the founder. His name is Keith Ranieri. Or is it Ranier? I don't know. This one drives me nuts. I'm not sure which way I want to go. And I should have decided before I started recording. Some people call him Keith Ranier. And some people call him Keith Ranieri, which sounds more annoying to me. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll go with that because he's very annoying. Yeah. Um, he looks exactly how you'd think. <laughs> Keith Raniere. You see him in your head? <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> He's got long flowing hair.
0: White cult leader. White
1: cult leader face is, the, is his mm-hmm. kind of face.
0: Little round glasses. Little round
1: glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, He sits like you'd think he would sit. Oh, and, and his voice. His voice is like you'd yeah. expect it mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. And just Man. the whole the sweatpants anyway um, yeah, he embraced that he, really, he embraced it he really did smart guy um although he was a self-proclaimed savant <laughs> um he claimed well he claimed and he emphasis ha- on self proclaimed <laughs> yes emphasis on self <laughs> he had his followers like one of the things his followers would always tell people was that he had one of the highest IQs that, that had ever been recorded which there's no proof of that but and he he graduated with like a 2.76. i used to
0: uh i used to watch this youtube channel that was like we're the fastest growing youtube channel uh on the internet don't look that up
1: yeah with keith Suddenly they're a
0: lot bigger now but
1: don't look it up
0: don't look that up
1: do not look if you look
0: that up you are an enemy of me yes
1: so he started this company called Nexium and it's N X I V M which uh basically just offered self-improvement workshops mm-hmm. so you could spend a lot of money and you could take a class on how to be successful it was self-help and this started way way back um in the late 80s early 90s actually which you know the fact that it's all Kind of coming to a head and coming out now is really interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, but it, back in 1993, so the MLMs have been under government scrutiny for decades, right? And uh, originally, I think some of the big ones happened in the 70s, and it, you know, for most of you know what an MLM. Well, the is. original
0: ones were pyramid
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> those are illegal. <laughs> right.
0: But we found some loopholes. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) Now you just call them multi-level marketing.
0: I'm sorry to anyone that it's not about you. It's It's not not, about you. It's not you. It's me. It's
1: not. Uh, (laughs) eh. Okay. So these multi-level marketing companies, he he had one. And in 1993, it was accused of being a pyramid scheme because it was. Mm -hmm. So back in 1993, he's in trouble in New York his his business called consumers by line gets um brought to court accused of being a pyramid scheme um and essentially what happens in pyramid schemes is you get recruits to pay in to be a part of something and then they get more people to pay in to be a part of something and then everyone just recruits other people's to pay in with the promise that the more people you recruit the more money you get right um so that's exactly what was happening at Consumers byline. Um, and he settled for he, he never admitted that he had done anything wrong because a lot of times people that are involved in pyramid schemes, they've made money and they think that other people are making money, so they can't think they can't think of anything that's wrong with it. Right. right? And so the whole mindset is just like Well, if you're not making money, it's because you're not working hard enough, right? So that's the line is it's like, well, if you're just, if you just work hard enough, then you'll get more people below you. Um, Certain companies call it their downline or, Mm -hmm. you know, every company has their different like verbiage for it or whatever. Um, And so anyway, he settled that case for 40 grand, wiped his hands of it, was done, whatever. Um, right after that, he turned around and immediately started. So th- that was in 1993, and by 1999, he had already started and collapsed another pyramid scheme. By 1999, wow. so this guy's busy, yeah. Um, and he's a good salesperson. Mm-hmm. So in 1998, he gets close with this psychiatric nurse named Nancy Salzman, and that is when they officially established. Nexium, an Xivm, uh, in New York, and so the whole idea is that they start this program, and it's called the Executive Success Program, which sounds—I would love to be the executive of some success of success. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be? Who doesn't want that? Um, and the idea was that you you learn how to psychologically. You, like, hack the brain, right. right? So we're talking about brain hacking. This is also
0: a big thing during this time. Right. Like self-improvement, self-help, Huge all that kind thing. of thing. Now, we, and if you now didn't we, have we've money, moved on to help to self-care. But right, anyway. yes. Yeah, if you didn't have money, you bought a book. If you had money, you joined You went group. to
1: these, right. Um, so basically, you would go spend a weekend on these work these workshops and the executive success program, and you are were supposed to learn how to how to break down your psychological and emotional barriers. Um, And what was really interesting to me is when you go to these workshops, um, you have to refer to uh, Nancy Salzman as your prefect. So, which is, I only knew about that word because of Harry Potter. Right. (laughs) Which I thought was, but I've never heard anyone... Demand to be called a prefect. I think um, it's a
0: more common thing in like the a UK. Like British term.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and Keith Raniere would only accept being referred to as the vanguard. So they had names for themselves. You also had to wear sashes.
0: Yes, the sashes.
1: To delineate where you belonged in the pyramid, <clears throat> the food chain, the how long you'd been there. Um, <laughs> so it had some it had some qualities of it that were almost religious, right? Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to give this certain amount of due, you're supposed to wear this certain thing. Okay.
0: So and if you think it's silly, you're not trusting the process. Right. Right. You're you you're, need to just embrace this, get over yourself. You're being
1: defensive. Wear the you're scarf. right. Just wear the sash. Um so Nexium taught some very basic things, right? some of the some of the things that they would have championed like we all would just be like yeah obviously Mm -hmm. some of the main tenets were like have compassion work hard control your emotions Mm -hmm. um don't allow stress to stop you from moving forward you know and so a lot of when you first walk in the door these I mean when you hear those things you're like well yeah like that's not
0: that's what i'm here for i'm here for success the success package the success so that program all that makes sense
1: is what i'm looking for every single one of us our whole lives has at some point or another realized we're not in control of our emotions how do we right. how do we fix that blah, blah blah um and so thousands of people thousands were coming to take these these weekends and these classes um and, you know, if that's all they were teaching, it really wouldn't be that much of a problem. But there were a lot of new new age ideas sprinkled in there. So, like I mentioned, there's that idea of like mind hacking um, that can get a little weird. Um, and then there were a lot of the further you got in, the more intense the classes got, the more strange they got. So, um, eventually, he had so many people around him and his organization was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh to the point where, you know, he's making the news. Uh one of the centers that he had in upstate New York was like a big part of the community. Like everybody knew this is Nexium, this is what they do. Everybody had a pretty the people that also the people that were attracted to Nexium, they tended to be people who wanted to be successful mm-hmm. executives. Yeah. They were people who they probably
0: already were they already successful. many of
1: them already were successful. Um, So uh, one of the board members, he made the most profitable documentary uh, that had ever been made up until that point. Very successful filmmaker. He ended up being on the board. One of the reasons reasons we know so much about what happened inside the company is that they were all about video recording like they were encouraged to record everything that was said everything that was done um the so the bronf the bronfman's i have a hard time saying this the woman who funded this project essentially Mm -hmm. um was the heir to the seagram fortune so her dad this
0: i've watched there's a documentary documentary. that came out on this and Uh i've watched I was in and out of the room though so mm-hmm. i'm here with you i know some of it i'm learning yeah. with you guys as summer fin- tells us this yeah story
1: <laughs> so um edgar edgar bronfman her father uh the guy that runs so their last names weren't seagram no Who's, who was that i don't know huh i didn't look into that but his last name is bronfman and so bronfman. his daughter uh, his, I feel like if, if
0: you have an F right in the middle of your hard name... It's to say. Well, and you probably are rich. And you're
1: rich. <laughs> you have a lot of if money. If you just have
0: like an F and it doesn't make any sense and it's just right in the middle. In the middle. There it is.
1: <laughs> you own something worth billions <laughs> yeah, is what's happening. <laughs> um, so both of his daughters, uh, Sarah and Claire, were a part of Nexium, and they have millions and millions and millions of dollars. And Claire was the one who who basically funded. So like somehow... Keith Raniere and Claire Bronfman cross paths and he just he can sell. And so Mm -hmm. he got her involved in this. Um, And her dad, Edgar Bronfman, like he was very vocal in the early thousands uh, that he believed his daughter was a part of a cult. So even though Keith Raniere has gone to court multiple times, he's been accused of all these um, unethical practices, all this stuff. He's still making millions and millions of dollars. He's still attracting, I mean, people from Hollywood. He's attracting people who are very successful. And he is able to sell this executive success program and build all these facilities. And essentially what would happen is in order to, to climb up the chain in the company, guess what you had to do?
0: Pay money? Pay
1: money! <laughs> you had to pay a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and then the more recruits you got, they were supposed to pay money, and you were supposed to get some of that money. Okay. But the people that were starting to climb up the chain, they would start teaching the executive success programs, um, you know, after they had earned certain sashes. I mean, as I'm explaining it, it sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Like, this is so clearly mm-hmm. a scheme. Right. Um. But the way that they moved you slowly through it, the way that their language was, you didn't see it happening until one day you realize you're a whole person who has a job. You're spending 12 hours a day on this, on recruiting people, on teaching classes. You're not really getting paid for it. Um, It's just like with any other MLM, unless you have thousands of people below you, you're not making any money. You're putting money in.
0: uh, The closer you are like to the ground floor you're the more well the closer you are to the top of the pyramid <laughs> the more money you're going to make because you right. have more of a market to right. of people to get into this right thing that's how it works right and if you're at the bottom of the mm-hmm. triangle yep then there's not anyone left underneath right. you so you're not you're going to feel like y- the promises you were given Right. Aren't, you know, those aren't coming true. They're not They're... coming true.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it takes you a while to figure that out because you're told the right. whole time that the problem really is you. Right. Like the reason this is happening is because of you. It's not because of the system that we've set up. Right. That doesn't make you any money. Anyway, Um, so again, we're still in the early 2000s in 2009. Um, some of the original board members of Nexium, they drop out and they... Uh, go to court and essentially so he's taken to court again. I mean, the guy's in court all the time. Hello. Hi. Red flag. scammer artist. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> um, they go to court and they're telling people, you know, this is what's happening inside of the company. We know that money is being stolen. We know that this is a scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, he's living in this large house with all these women who are all convinced that they're his girlfriend. Wait, what? Like, all of a sudden, people, these red flags are being thrown up, but he's such a smooth talker, and, you know, he's somebody who is successful financially, who owns a a large organization that CEOs and executives and Hollywood people are a part of, so people aren't believing what they're seeing, Yeah, um, essentially, was what was happening. And so uh, it took a couple more years, but finally... (laughs) People were starting to say, maybe this is a cult. Right. Like, maybe something is going on here. Well,
0: because it doesn't... Getting brought into that sort of mindset... Like, these people aren't... It... They aren't, like, broken weirdos. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. It t- It's a mm-hmm. pe- process. Yeah. He's grooming them, and he's right. set up this situation to groom people yep. so that he can... um be predatory yeah uh and so that doesn't always reverse itself overnight overnight and
1: that's actually one thing i wanted to talk about was um there was an actress who uh she joined nexium and she met her husband there they got married and there you know it got to the point where Their entire social circle was made up of people who were a part of Nexium. That was who they spent time with. Right. That was what they did. Um, Her husband was high up enough in the company that he actually was making money. And so she saw it before her husband did because Keith Raniere was well known for taking walks at all hours of the night. And so one night he texts her and he's like, it's like two o'clock in the morning. He says, let's go for a walk. And you don't say no to him. So she goes and they have this conversation where the whole time he's basically just she's saying, you know, I have some problem with how the company does this. I have a problem with how the company does this. I'm not feeling great about it. And he blamed her. He said it was all her. She's seeing these things, you know, totally gaslights her essentially, if I can use that word correctly there. And uh, that's when she was like, you know what? (sighs) Something is not right here. Yeah. And so she tried to convince her husband, but like I said, he was a board member, um, really good friends with Keith, and she left, and it nearly tore their marriage apart. Um, and they they actually were really influential in um how this whole thing ended, so we'll get there in a little bit. But it took her seeing something, saying something, and years of that kind of psychological abuse where it's like two o'clock in the morning and he says, you're going outside and you're going to walk with right. me. Right, yeah. And she didn't even question it. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that she questioned it and went, huh. Yeah. Why am I obeying this weird command right. to go do mm-hmm. this thing? Um, and so something that's really interesting of the people like her that left the cult is that we're not talking about people that are stupid. No. Like we're not talking about people where it's like they're just so impressionable and unintelligent and um easy prey. Like these are not the people that you would label. Right. You know, they weren't they weren't It's very
0: complex why someone would stay. Even even it's as simple as like the even just the shame of being like, "How did I fall for this?" I can't yeah. I can't Yes. Leave this. Right. Because then I would have to admit that right. I fell for this insane.
1: Right. Well, chick. that's that's what happened with her husband, the board member. Okay. And a lot of what he talked about was heartbreaking. Um because he was he felt immense shame that he didn't see it earlier. Right. And so what I thought was really interesting from watching interviews and people who have left is there was a very clear in the men, um, Shame that they ha- they didn't see it sooner. Mm-hmm. Shame that they had allowed other they had allowed the women right. to follow them into it. Yeah, um, particularly the women. Yeah. Shame that they felt they hadn't protected mm-hmm. the people around them. Uh, the women, you know, felt shame for allowing themselves to be preyed upon right. in that way. Um, also for not seeing it sooner. But there was much more of a a sadness and like a victim mentality with the women and a, a shame and an anger with the men. Yeah. It was very divided along that gender line of the okay. kind of the kind of shame and guilt that they felt. And I thought that was really interesting because uh, Nexium also had different programs. It wasn't just the executive success program. The women had a program. The men had a program, um, you know, and then the men, the men program, Uh, was really designed on like how to be a protector, a leader, a provider, which are good things. Right. But it was very like twisted and perverted and and weird. And the men felt like they were doing something. And that was something that Nexium gave people was it gave them a sense of purpose in the world. And so that was also so interesting to me is to see all of these people who are smart, intelligent people, and they feel relieved because finally somebody's offering them some purpose. Right. Purpose beyond themselves. Right. right. So in our culture today, people want to be. they It's all about, you know, you go do you. Mm-hmm. Right. What were we told in school growing up? You just need, you know, grow up and go to college and put off family and put off marriage and you need to travel and see the world. And it's all about how to serve you right. and what to we're fulfill
0: your human purpose, right? Which is to do things that humans do to like entertain yourself, travel essentially. and learn and right all that.
1: And so we have this whole generation of completely unmoored, unanchored people who are looking for some kind of purpose beyond what's the most fun thing I can think of doing today. Right. And and then you
0: throw fellowship into the mix, and too. then you
1: throw community into mm-hmm. the mix. And what do you have? You have a group of people you have people who are ripe for this kind of manipulation because yeah. they think they're being given something meaningful and valuable and worthwhile and they're going to be world changers. Well, that's how the really um that's how the really really dark stuff happened with a group of women who <laughs> I thought it was so interesting how it was framed. But you know, um one of the survivors was talking about how you know how there's we, – we all believe, she said, we all believe there's, like, secret societies of powerful people in the world that really operate things, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to move on. Do, do we? <laughs> so based on that – Okay. <laughs> based on that, that – based on that idea that there are small groups of powerful people that truly control – the world Mm -hmm. they were going to they were creating a small group of women who were going to be really powerful and controlled world Mm -hmm. and the way it was framed was you know we we want to shape the world for better we are going to grow ourselves personally so that we can become the people that help shape the world for good okay what you have to do to be a part of this group is become a slave. So you have a person above you, surprise, surprise, <laughs> who is in control of your every moment of the day. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to eat, you have to text them and be like, master, may I have 90 calories of grapes or you know, right. whatever it is. And you had to have a certain calorie count and you had to work out a certain amount of times and you had to get up. You had to do things called penance. Um, in your relationship, so say like, um, one of the married couples testified that like if one of them had been, you know, hadn't done what they were supposed to do that day that they would, you know, as an act of penance, they would sleep on the floor next to the bed for a week instead of in the bed. Right. So all, but, and the idea was that you're training yourself to be better. Right. Right. I mean, it's just works righteousness all mm-hmm. over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so inside this this cult, uh, the women's section that was secretive, um, yes, they were supposed to sleep with Keith Raniere. They also got branded with his initials. Um, they weren't initially told that it was his initials. Like, you kind of, you couldn't really tell. Yeah. Um, it just looked like a brand. Um, they did it without any kind of anesthesia, and it was well, part of a... And they didn't do, they used...
0: This is this was the very I remember this part from the documentary. Uh They didn't use a brand. They used a soldering Mm -hmm. iron. They didn't just like stamp them like they slowly.
1: Like I'm pretty sure it took a half an hour. That's nuts. A half an hour to do.
0: And where they did it would be excruciatingly painful.
1: Yeah. Thin skin. Awful. Just awful. Yeah. And. uh... But it
0: doesn't. It didn't happen overnight. No. And they would... Tr- you, you would, would get be to this meeting. Point after years. Right. Well, and then you'd be meeting and then they would transport you somewhere mm-hmm. and you'd be naked and you couldn't leave. Right. You were kidnapped. You were essential. And then were they would convince you to yes. let them administer yes. this. They knew exactly what they were doing. Yep. They were... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't man. like you
1: walked in and they were like, here, here's what's going to happen. Do you want to be branded? Right.
0: No. No. <laughs> That's anyone, not how it went. Anyone who consented to be branded didn't actually consent to be. Right. They couldn't. They weren't
1: allowed to leave where they were. They had no transportation or clothing. Right. And this was being done to them by people that they had known for years and trusted. Yes. And before they got to that point, they had to give what they called collateral. Right. So you had already given them something that you didn't want people to have so now they had even more power. They were
0: blackmailing They were blackmailing them. You. Large scale. Like, if you want to know why these people didn't leave, they right. couldn't leave.
1: Right. So, Some of it was
0: made up, right?
1: Yeah. The, like, yeah. they would give you... Someone was like, well, I didn't have any collateral, but I knew I had to be a part of this group. She didn't know anything that was about to happen to her. Right. She She trusted the people that were inviting her to be a part of it. Right. But, You know, they were like, well, if you don't have any collateral, just make something up. Mm -hmm. And so she did because she was like, well, if this is what I have to do, it's not real anyway, but I want to be a part of this group. I want to make the world a better place. And she wasn't
0: expecting to be branded on the other side.
1: No, she wasn't expected to be kidnapped and branded. And that was, I mean, obviously, thankfully, that was her breaking point, but it wasn't everybody's breaking point. Yeah. Um. And some of them stayed there for longer because they really, at this point, you know, over five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years had been conditioned to believe that essentially everything that was happening here really was for their own betterment. And that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're not uncomfortable, you can't grow. And this is how we move the human race forward. And just a lot of guilt and manipulation and control. And they'd been every minute of their day had been controlled for so long um, their finances were tied up in the company. Their entire circle of friends were tied up in the. I use the word "company" loosely. <laughs> That's what they thought it there was. You know, yeah. But anyway, um. So anyway, in February of 2012, cult experts are like, "Hey, like they're trying to sound the alarm. This is a cult. Like we see what's happening here. It's a cult." The one guy, I think, in the Times, uh, likened Ranieri to David Koresh. Um, And he said like this guy is extreme like he is extreme he's one of the most extreme I've ever studied but still because like the followers hadn't come out yet and the one right. some of the followers had come out but they'd been so slammed in court because mm-hmm. Ranieri had I mean he was backed by millions and millions of dollars that they had effectively been silenced yeah. and he wouldn't just the people that did come out he, he didn't just take him to court he destroyed their lives right. like destroyed their lives um more. so more more than he already had <laughs> so because of some of the people that had been high up in the company that had left in 2017 the new york times posts finally posts like an exposé that that essentially some of the people that had left had been begging to make some of this public because they still had friends and family members in the, right, in the yeah. cult um isn't
0: one of the ladies in the documentary she has a daughter, a daughter that's yeah. in it. And that's why she's Catherine Oxenberg involved. Okay. So
1: her mom, I'm going to get this wrong. Her mom is some kind of royalty. Danish. Oh royalty. yeah, that's right.
0: Okay. Yes. I remember that. And
1: she was, um, she was an actress in the seventies okay. on that soap opera. Yeah. And so her daughter was in it. Um, and Andy Mack, the actress from Smallville. <gasps> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. She, I'll get there. I'm sorry. Not Andy Mack. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a Disney character. Allison Mack. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, no, I remember. I totally well. My bad. I think I saw less of this than I thought I did.
1: So Allison Mack, um, she was kind of the, she was the leader of DOS. And DOS was what that group of women okay. called themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stood for dominant over subservient. DOS. That's what the group was. And it was this, quote, like sisterhood, like an inner sisterhood. Right. And so women that had left that, um, they talked about the submission and like the obedience practices and the masters that they would have to report to and how they were encouraged to recruit slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the very top of that pyramid was Allison Mack, the actress from Smallville and Keith Raniere. Um, And so unfortunately... Once, even once that came out in 2017, which they they wanted it to come out around the same time as Me Too, because all oh, that stuff yeah, had just happened right. with, um, what's his name?
0: Epstein? No, Weinstein. No. Weinstein. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, the Steens. Yep. All that stuff had just happened with Weinstein, and they were like, maybe we can get people to care about this. Even right. though this came out in 2017, nothing happened until... The spring of next year. And it really was because the people that left continued to pursue it. They're trying to bring media attention. They want their friends, especially the, the, the ladies in DOS that were being treated like slaves. They yeah. want them out of it. Um, and so finally in March and April of 2018, both Ranieri and Allison Mack were arrested um, for sex trafficking and racketeering. Uh, when he caught wind that he was going to get arrested, he fled to Mexico. (laughs) He was found hiding in a closet in a resort in Mexico. I mean, such like a weird, gross little, he's a gross little person. Yeah. Um, and Mac tried to take the fall for Raniere. If you want to know the level of... brainwashing she was really well that was going on there um she is still staying by that uh she basically was like listen the brand was no more intense than getting a tattoo and we're really just all about women's empowerment and that's all that this is except for you choose to get a tattoo right <laughs> right
0: <laughs> they don't kidnap you and right. make it so that you can't go right. anywhere when you yep. get a tattoo
1: right So all of that to say that, so that was in early 2018 and really over the next year and a half, the wheels just started to fall off. So Nancy uh, Salzman, who was the prefect, um, Mm -hmm. you know, head, head, top of the top up there with Ranieri, she gets arrested. Last I knew she's on house arrest because she's going to trial as well. We're talking kidnapping, racketeering, money laundering, sex trafficking. I mean, all of this stuff has come out since then. Um, And just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Keith Raniere was sentenced to 120 years in prison for sex trafficking and other crimes. He also was ordered to pay a $1.75 million fine. He's 60 years old, so that's essentially all of his money and... A life sentence. Yeah, man. So, okay, here's why I think this is. I think I what I don't want to do is I don't want to like look at a story like this and just be like, well, these that's really gross and these people are stupid and let's move on. Um, because I think that it should tell us something about humans and about the people around us that. These very these very all of us are looking for meaning. All humans are looking for meaning. When you read the, When you read the interviews about people who, are, who left, they're so hurt because what they really believed they were finding in this in this group, in this cult uh, was a purpose, a life purpose, how to fulfill what they're here for. And you can see the pain. In their eyes and in their words, now that they've realized that they were lied to, and the, and one of the guys that like broke my heart, he was just like, "I don't know what's true anymore, and I can't trust right. myself." Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's, I know it's <sighs> really, really hard for people to think like, "How did I?"
0: Like, if I fell for that, then what? What could else could I... I fall for? Yeah.
1: And but isn't that like we all want? We all inherently want to be part of some kind of community. Whether or not it's a very small community or a large community or a goal-oriented community or a more philosophical community, we all want to be a part of a group and to be accepted into the group and to have a purpose outside of ourselves, even if we think we don't. Right. Like even if even if you try to self tell yourself that you don't. And I think we it just demonstrates that we're all born desperately desiring to be made right we all want to be made right right and we all want to be at peace and everybody universally searching for that now Mm -hmm. some people are going to search for it in, in an executive success program some people are going to search for it in obsessively recycling and composting and some people are going to search for it by just numbing it and becoming really good at Surfing or video games right. or something physical that's going to take our minds off of it. But we're mm-hmm. still going to we're going to need to be justified in something. Yeah. We're going to need to be at peace with something, whether it's, you know, I'm I feel good about life because I'm super at peace with my ability to do something. But we're all feel like a lot for of it,
0: it now is just philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like people, they're like, well, I'm going to know like what's right and wrong for me. Mm-hmm. And that's like how I'm going to
1: be at peace. Yeah. I'm going to be right. And I'm going
0: to live how I want. Yeah, I'm going to be with right. myself.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be made right with myself. That's my greatest need, is yeah. me. I mean... Um, and I think that there is a lot of... I, I'm not trying to... We're not trying to do an episode on MLMs. No. Obviously, as Christians... And
0: this is what we've just discussed in this episode is very different from your standard MLM. For as much as we joked about it, <laughs> for- we're certainly... I understand
1: (laughs) that not every MLM is doing what Nexium is doing, nor do I think that every MLM is evil on that level or
0: anything akin. What I'm saying is if you're involved in an MLM, we don't care or hate you or anything. But
1: you do need to be wise and be discerning because um, a lot of MLMs, are pyramid schemes and it, you can very quickly become that person who is just telling everybody in your downline, well, if you just worked hard enough, right. the problem is you. Yeah. And you that's not have to, true. At a, some
0: point, you have to be responsible for taking advantage of other people and being taken advantage of because right. it will lie it with you like at the end of your life. Right. It's going to be you before God, not right. everyone else and you before God, you know, right.
1: And I think um, as Christians, we shouldn't be prey. We shouldn't be prey to um, New Age practices. We shouldn't be prey to um, wicked pyramid schemes. And the reason that we shouldn't be prey is because we should be rooted in the word enough to be discerning. We shouldn't be, you know, First John 4 says to don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God, because there's a lot of false prophets out there. There's a lot there. The Bible tells you there are a lot of false prophets out there. Um, We should be trained. We should have power of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil. That's from Hebrews five. And I think that part of, what we should recognize is that it's the Christian life that offers these things that people want. It's, it's Christianity that, that feeds the soul. It's Christianity that offers meaningful community. It's only Christianity that offers real justification and peace. Like we have all of those things. We shouldn't be like, Hey, join my MLM because then you can, you know, we shouldn't be better evangelists for, the mascara that we're selling, mm-hmm. than for the gospel right. and our own Christian witness, and when we see these people getting trapped in in these, I mean, walking into the trap of these cults, yeah. and also getting trapped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna remove responsibility from either party. Um, you know, we should be able to diagnose what's happening there, what the solution is, how to be helpful, and how not to walk into one ourselves.
0: Right. Essentially. We certainly don't walk into one because you are looking for it. Right. Already. (laughs) Don't don't keep looking for an objective standard. You have it.
1: (laughs) Right. And ultimately anytime that you see you see the world offering something, you have to know it's a cheap counterfeit. Right. Like you can't go to an executive success program and truly become the master of your emotions Mm -hmm. because the only way to know to diagnose you and yourself is to know the one who made you so if they're not teaching you about that sure you might you might be able to learn some hot tips and tricks right I I believe that Yeah, but are you really going to deal with the problem which is sin yeah no Mm -hmm. and so we should not be a prey we should not be prey to that uh no matter what form it's coming to us in that's all. Cool. That's all I have. I feel like I just talked for a really long time. Did, did? I don't think you did. Oh okay. I th- yeah, I feel like it was we- it two hours because it- <laughs> I have no sense of time. I- ah, who's the president? I who's the president?
0: That joke's not quite so funny anymore because we don't know. <laughs> really
1: not funny anymore. Anyway, that was a little heavy. Um, how do I uh, how do I recover? I know that?
0: that's always the that's always the, the struggle, right? <laughs>
1: That is a struggle. It, it's I'm a struggle to number be one coming
0: back from interviews that we've recorded separately from the intro <laughs> and outro. Yeah, struggle number two, uh-huh. ending on a,
1: a, weird on a note. chipper
0: note chipper. when you're just like, mm, well, yeah. I
1: hope it was encouraging, though. I, I really do hope that that it's encouraging to to think through these things and, and maybe consider um, how we we might keep from being prey because wow. That was awful. Yeah. That was really awful. Yeah. Anyway, well, hey, you can leave us a voicemail. Our voicemail number is... Oh, I know how I can change this. Our voicemail number is 470-465-0475. And hey, it's the Christmas season, you guys. So Merry Christmas and we'll see you next week. See ya.